I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 338 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, this month of April is National Financial Literacy Month, and today's guest teaches financial literacy at the University of Pennsylvania, where he played his college football Brandon Copeland joins me today. He is an NFL linebacker who went undrafted in 2013. He played for the Ravens, Titans, Lions, Jets, and just signed a million-dollar contract with the New England Patriots. Brandon helps NFL players and many others, including children, understand finances. Talk about having the brains and the brawn. He has got the brains of an Ivy Leaguer who graduated from the Wharton School with a Bachelor of Science in Economics and the brawn of an NFL linebacker. And, of course, he is a first-class father as well. It is an honor to have him on the podcast today. I caught Brandon at home right after he was done crushing a workout. Brandon Copeland will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Brandon Copeland was recorded on video, and it is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch the conversation between myself and the Ivy Leaguer, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And it does always boggle my mind that economics and financial literacy are not being taught in high school as mandatory courses. I mean, everybody should be majoring in economics because we're all going to use it at some point in our life. There's a great chance you'll never need the skills to dissect a frog ever again in your life, but I guarantee that you're going to need to open up a bank account and pay some bills at some point during your life. And less than 5% of Americans are financially independent, which is terrible because Americans are extremely hardworking. So hard work is not the issue. It's financial literacy that is the issue. You know, the question Questions like, what should you do with a dollar are far more important than uh, how do you find the Pythagorean theorem. So thankfully, in this digital age, we can find people to teach us the fundamentals of money and finances. And Brandon Copeland is one of those guys. All right, so stay tuned for the interview. And Friday, we got a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood coming your way. Andy Stumpf is a former member of SEAL Team 6. He is also an incredible wingsuit base jumper. He's got a popular podcast called The Cleared Hot Podcast. So don't miss out on that. Please follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me here next week. Got some great content coming your way. I hope everybody out there is staying safe and staying healthy. Uh, and as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with NFL linebacker Brandon Copeland. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Let's be honest, dads. Right now, none of us want to set foot inside a store, but we still want to be able to get some awesome gear. That's why I'm excited to tell you that I have partnered with Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post is a subscription service for men where every month you get to choose a box of awesome filled with unique items. Everything from grooming gear to unique house items to outdoor gear. I'm talking about stuff you can't find on Amazon. New boxes are added regularly for you to choose from. You have complete control over your subscription service and every box is packed with over $75 worth of gear. But it only costs you $45 and as a bonus... First Class Fatherhood listeners get 20% off their first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. That's boxofawesome.com. Enter the promo code FATHERHOOD20 at the checkout, and First Class Fatherhood listeners are going to receive 20% off their first box of awesome. Check the show notes for the link, boxofawesome.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD20 and receive 20% off your first box of awesome. 
right. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Brandon Copeland. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old? I have one child. Uh, his name is Bryson Maxwell Copeland. He is turning nine months on Saturday. So super Very excited. Cool. Yeah. yeah did, did you guys do like a, uh, a gender reveal to find out what you were having or you waited to the end? Yeah, no, we did. Um, you know, I, I, with my wife, she works for Google. Uh, my wife, Taylor, she works for Google. But I guess with Google now, you know, you can look up all the different um research that says hey if you're feeling this or if you're burping or if you're getting acne this is probably a girl or whatever so you know we were uh she was thinking girl of course i'm you know rooting for a boy obviously healthy first and foremost but uh you know we we did the gender reveal and and you know i actually posted the reaction on instagram it was probably more excited than any sack celebration i've ever had in my life so it was pretty awesome yeah, it's so cool. I love seeing the creative ways people come up with to uh, to do the gender reveals now. And, uh, and my wife was doing the same thing with our first one. She was on Google. They had, she stuck a piece of like American cheese on her head. And if it turned yeah. right on the corners, it was it was some crazy wow. stuff. You guys right. planning on number two or not yet? Yeah, not yet. Not yet. We uh, to be quite honest with you, during the middle of delivery, I literally just turned to my wife and I'm just like, you sure you want to do this again? Right. Like we've always planned on on having uh, at least two, hopefully three. But then during it, I was just like, you know, mentally, who signs up to do this again? I mean, women are amazing. I mean, they, I, I have nothing but respect. And I mean, I'm inspired by what they're able to literally sign up for. Right. Like you literally know I'm changing my body for nine months. I'm carrying a life. Uh, I'm changing my diet. Uh, entertainment lifestyle, all of those different things just to, to nurture this child into the, to the earth, um, into the world. And, and then, and then right after giving birth, right after having surgery, pretty much you're right into work, right? You're right in the feeding and, and, uh, and all of those types of things. And just, you know, I know I've had a couple surgeries from, you know, just dealing with football and, literally after my surgery, don't talk to me, don't touch me. I just want to be by myself. Right. And, and, and eat junk food and all those different things. And, and it's just amazing the strength that they have. So, um, you know, shout out to all the women, shout out to my wife, of course, my mother. Um, but you know, we, we will have a, another child at some point, I'm, I'm sure. But right now we're just trying to get him to sleep through the night. Yeah. Yeah, well said. And I, I, I'm right there with you. I remember, too, like when my first one, like you're in the hospital, it's kind of the first you know, four days. My wife had C-sections because she was high risk with the pregnancies and stuff. So uh, gotcha. the first four days, they're always bringing you the stuff that you need. They bring the baby, take and Then at that last day, they're like, OK, take care now. You know, and it's like you look at each other like what? <laughs> right. Right. Just get thrown off. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could, Brandon, please just take a minute here to hit the listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so I'm from Baltimore, Maryland originally. Um, I'm going on 29 years old in July. I went to the University of Pennsylvania. From there, I went undrafted to the Baltimore Ravens, so got to play for my hometown team. Uh, going into my eighth season in the NFL, uh, I, this will be my fifth team. Just signed to the New England Patriots. Uh, excited for the new start, new opportunity, uh, new beginning. And yeah, off the field which, you know, I think I'm, I, I take more pride in the things that I'm able to do off the field. My wife and I, we run two real estate companies. 
Uh, we have a foundation. We were awarded the number one foundation amongst uh, against or not against, I guess, amongst all of the active NFL players this year. So we got the Allen Page Community Award. So very proud of that and that legacy that we're trying to leave in all the communities we're able to touch. Um, I'm a professor of financial literacy uh, at the University of Pennsylvania in the off seasons now. So, um, you know, now we're teaching class remotely and all those types of things. And and uh, most importantly, you know, a Christian, a believer, uh, a, a husband, a father, and just trying to balance balance it all as best as possible, but continue to grow. Yeah, very cool. And I know you talked a little bit there about how your perspective kind of shifted on your wife after seeing her go through everything she did with the pregnancy. But how did um, how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, I think it gives you a newfound uh, fear of uh, I guess a newfound perspective on mortality. Right. And I remember my <laughs> when my son was born, he came the exact day on 7-11 on July 11th, his exact due date. Uh, and you know, we were ripping and running really right before training camp. And so like, I'm still trying to train and obviously diapers are expensive, trying to keep my primary job. So I got to train, but also take care of my wife and, and, and everything like that and, and take care of my new newborn. And I remember I was really sleep deprived. Like I'd actually gone probably three days, uh, two to two and a half to three days without sleep. Cause I'd come from a speaking event and, and all this different stuff. And, um, I remember I was driving to pick up my trainer from the airport the day after my son was born and he flew in at like 11 PM and this car like comes over into my lane. And I just like, I just get, I like, I obviously avoided it and all of that type of stuff, but I just got like a, a newfound, like perspective on mortality. And I just thought to myself, like, I can't die right now. Like, I have to teach him this and I got to teach him this and I got to teach him this and I got to teach him and the extreme, the, the weird person I am. I'm like, all right, well, once I teach him this, 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 how to catch, how to throw, you know, hopefully I get to see him walk his graduation, then I can die. But like, you know, like obviously not not trying to do that. But, you know, you just think about like all of the things that I really want to be able to be with him for. Right. And and walk him through his first from little things like his first, you know, time saying dad, dad, like, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to the first time he hasn't started crawling yet, but he looks like he's going to start walking before he crawls. He's always standing and trying to move around that way uh, to his first fight. Like I know we, my wife and I were watching a show on Netflix and a kid gets into a fight and and I'm just like, man, I can't imagine like what I'm going to do the first time he gets into a fight like that's my son. Like, you know, obviously I'm not going to go fight the kid, but I, I'm going to be pissed. Like I'm invested. Right. Like <laughs> um, and so, you know, all of those different types of emotions, I think it just changes your your love and appreciation. I never knew. Um, people always describe the feeling of being a parent and that type of love, and it doesn't even do it justice. Like as they describe it well, but like until you actually feel it, like it's a different type of love than you could ever, um, ever, ever imagine or put it into words. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited, excited for the future, excited for him to start walking. Um, and then probably a two weeks after he starts walking and he's getting into everything, I heard I'm going to be uh, a little upset that he's walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. And you know what? It's impressive you teaching now financial literacy um, uh, back at your alma mater there. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's one thing that I wish would be taught in high schools because it's, it's so valuable. Uh, and, and we see so many kids that, you know, come out and they don't come away with these tools of, you know, uh, of having financial sense. So 
what, what kind of advice? I mean, what should parents like? What would be the number one thing parents should be teaching their kids about, like what to do with a dollar? Like what's the most important uh, principle that you would say? Yeah, a, a great question. First and foremost, I agree with you 100 percent. It should be taught in high schools. Um, and it, and even before that is the one class that we all will use no matter what our major is, our <laughs> profession, et cetera. Right? You need your credit. You want to buy a car or buy a house one day like, you know, we should talk about these things before doing it. And uh and so one of the things that we do in my class is we actually make high school kids come to our class so that our college students can teach those kids the information. That's their final exam. Like, can can you teach this to a, another person, especially a high school on a high school level um, from those type of experiences? The things that I'm going to teach my my son initially right off the bat, besides setting him up, you know, it's 529. Obviously, if you can afford to do that and start putting some money away, it's just going to make make things a bit easier for him yourself later on um but i want to teach him the value of a dollar right and and what i'm what i mean when i say that is you know understanding first and foremost when you get a dollar how to save it and, and just appreciate it and because i think that with children especially you know they don't see the why or how things are being bought they just i'm hungry I want this right. I, you know, they don't know the, the cost behind it. And that's our job as parents is like for them to be protected from the quote unquote real world thoughts. Uh, however, I want him to appreciate it so that as he gets older, he understands like, OK, when I get a dollar, I don't just spend it. I'm already thinking about when I get a dollar. OK, even if I take a dollar and I split it up into, the, you know, some people say the share, spend and save jars. Right. Or the, sh the share. No. Yeah. The save, spend and share jars. So like, uh, you know, you 33 cents is to save, 33 cents is to spend and 33 cents is to give to, to a cause or something. Um, but I just want to get him that ingrained in him so that he really understands how to save, because for the number one thing is it's not what you make is is what you spend and you know i know that you know it's easy for me to say that with an nfl salary and stuff like that but again there's there's a reason why people hit the lottery and go broke right it's not what you make is is what you spend and how you spend it and adjusting your budget and all of those different things yeah i think just what you said there people just expect because you make an nfl salary because you hit the lottery that all of a sudden that's it it's taken care of forever now and it's not the case because we see it with big athletes that go broke, with lottery winners that go broke. And it's and I think it's because of these, you know, fundamental principles of, like you say, well, you know, basically what to do with it. I, I gave my oldest son um, uh, the richest man in Babylon, which teaches that principle of like 70, 10, 10, 10, where it's I think it's 70, uh, you know, you, you can spend uh, 10 you uh, it, or never spend more than 70 percent of the dollar, something of that that sense. And then it's 10 uh, percent investing, 10 percent to pay off debt and 10 percent to donate, you know, so, somewhere along that line, you know. But at least <laughs> you have something to go on, you know. Right. And I think, the you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, building on, on that type of lesson for me is, you know. You you work hard to provide a better lifestyle and, and all of those different things so your children don't have to worry. Right. Or your family doesn't have to, quote unquote, worry. Um, however, when I think about that, I want my son to never have to, like, want for anything, but he'll have to work for everything. Right. And so even, you know, my wife gets on us all the time because before we had a, a, 
a child, our own child. We have we still have our niece and nephew. They're twins. They're going. They're six years old. But you know, been with them for years. And like I remember, once they became of a certain age, it was like, okay, you want this? Like, all right, well, you know, write your ABCs out. Or you know, little. It was a boy and a girl, Cameron and Kylie. And I'm like, you know, all right, Cam, do some push-ups. Kylie, give me some sit-ups or something like that. And my wife is always like. You, you can't make them do something for everything, but I'm just like, you know, I, it, first of all, it's light hearted stuff, but ultimately I just want them to know that like, it's not just a, you know, Hey, can I have this boom? And it just plops out of thin air. It's like, no, nah, you put in a little work for it and you'll get it. And, and eventually that'll turn into a different type of work as they get older. But for right now, some pushups and some sit-ups are fine. And, and it's amazing. It's amazing how the times have really changed with it. Cause like my, my oldest is 13. So I have 13, 12, nine and five right now. And it's like, I remember when I was a kid, it's like, we did all these things, shovel driveways, mowed lawns, delivered some papers. We did all these different things to, at a very early age to, 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 or allowance was important. Uh, right. for doing chores and today it seems like that that really has like if we can use the game time we use that more of like a currency like if they can get some screen time they'd rather that than the dollar you're gonna give them so it's it's kind of hard to see the philosophy how it's changed here or the bartum system has changed huh the currency is <laughs> yeah yeah that that minecraft goes along a lot, lot longer than the finster does you know uh what, how does your uh, bedtime routine look like right now? You uh, a storyteller, you a book reader, lullaby guy. How do you kind of handle bedtime right now? Yeah. Today's episode of First Class Fatherhood is being sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. They worked with top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. Now, they sent me their products, and I can tell you this. The packaging is first rate. The taste is delicious, especially the strawberry lemonade energy supplement. Also, I mixed one packet of the chocolate protein with a 12-ounce glass of milk, and it was banging. I would encourage everybody out there to try Ladder out for yourself. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can score 30% off everything site-wide at ladder.sport. Use the promo code better every day. That's one word, better every day, and you're going to save 30% off. The link is in today's show notes, ladder.sport. Use the promo code better every day. Save 30% off and unlock your best in every situation with Ladder. What, how does your uh, bedtime routine look like right now? You uh, a storyteller, you a book reader, lullaby guy? How do you kind of handle bedtime right now? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, so it switches between the books and the lullaby. It kind of really obviously depends on his mood, uh, so to speak, and, and really his day. The sad thing is we haven't been able because of our because of the lifestyle, we haven't really been able to get into a succinct schedule since he's been born. I mean, we literally we had him in daycare in the season for a little bit, but then he kept getting sick. We pulled him out. Obviously, now the coronavirus is starting. But, you know, with the entrepreneurship lifestyle, my wife, she's still working. Sometimes she's getting called in the middle of the night, not in the middle of the night, but like, you know, the evening time, which throws off bath time and all of this type of stuff. So, um so we literally been doing I've been doing some lullabies, all originals, you know, all original freestyle content. Um, she's lullaby, but then also she's reading books and, and everything like that. Um, but it always starts with bath time. That kind of gets the wind down going. And then we try and we do our best to put them to sleep. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's just like, all right, listen, your eyes are wide awake and they're <laughs> it's showing no drowsiness and those things. You just might as well sit up with us, man. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what happens. Sometimes you, you you realize you're beat. It's like, let me just put a pot of coffee on here, put a good movie on, and let's just wait it out here, you know, because you ain't beating them, you know. They, they'll outlast you. Right. <laughs> they have patience. And, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, financial savvy would be one of them. But what are some of the top values you're hoping to uh, instill in your son? Ooh, amazing question. Um, I'm trying to think of something different besides, like, honor and integrity and, and all of those types of things. I mean, clearly those go – without saying I want him to believe in Christ um you know obviously he can he's free to do whatever he wants to do but I, I really would would appreciate him believing in the higher being Christ uh specifically but but a higher being um I really want him to I want him to want to help other people so uh, you know, again, I, that's why I'm not even going to waste time with the honor, integrity, good character, values, all this stuff. Those things are givens to me. I really want him to have a appreciation for working hard and pulling other people up the ladder as he goes up the ladder. I think for me, that was a mistake of my own. Uh, you know, I came into the NFL and really in high school, college, et cetera. I always thought that I had to climb up the ladder, get up there. And then I could reach back and grab other people as opposed to, you know, fortunately, a couple of years in my career, I thought differently. Um, I got into a car accident and it, it really kind of shook, uh, shook me awake and said, hey, like, do this now. Stop waiting to do football camps and outreach and all these different things. Get this stuff done now because I can this thing could be gone tomorrow. And, and so I really want to instill in him, like, how do you pick a friend up? while you're going up the ladder yourself, right? How do you share information, share knowledge, um, and just put people in a better position? Because for me personally, I think that that's legacy. I think that that is ripple effect. And although I have one child in Bryson, you know, by virtue of kids coming to the football camp or me doing our foundation doing holiday shopping sprees across the country and, and having the time to impart our DNA on these kids in a way that they will listen and understand and their ears are perked up. Uh, it's allowed me to have multiple children out there in terms of DNA, right? I know that it might come off as weird or, or whatever, but ultimately when I pass, hopefully my spirit of giving, I've implanted that on not only my son and other children, but then also the people that I've given to myself. And that, to me, is how I help the world become a better place. Yeah, I, I love what you have to say there. And I love the fact that you say, you know, you keep Christ first in your life. I, I keep God first in my life. And I think it's so important to, to pass that on to my kids as well. And that, that sense of service to others leading to greatness, I think, is a really great philosophy. And I think, you know, I speak on my show here all the time. The main focus of it here is we have too many too many kids are growing up without a father in their life. There's a real fatherless crisis we have going on in the country. And I think that combined with there's no more God involved in our society and, and that, that sense of service before self, if we could get those things in order, man, I think most of the problems we see in our country would just start to evaporate. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I agree with you. Um, so, what, well, what's next for you here? I know now you um, – what was the transition like here for you then? Do you have like a home base? I know now you're with the, the Patriots. Is, is, do you guys have like a certain place you stay or did you now do you switch and relocate up there? Or what are you, and what are your plans for the future? <laughs> to be quite honest, I, I'm kind of learning it on the fly. Typically, we'd be able to go and, you know, get out to whatever team city we're going to, get settled in, get to know the town, get to know the facility, the training staff. 
uh, all of those different things, the details. Uh, now, obviously, with all of us being on quarantine and stay at home, we're, we're, we're challenged, excuse me, we're challenged with trying to figure out what our future looks like uh, as a team and, and when the, the, we can get together, right? Uh, but then also, how do you prepare for an NFL season at home when you don't have an at-home gym? So, like, you know, I've really just been on Amazon and places trying to buy things here or there. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, high school. That's why, you know, excuse my appearance, but I've just literally left my garage. I got a bike a couple of days ago, a stationary bike, and just been working out. I got boxing gloves and all of these different things. It reminds me of Creed too, where, you know, <laughs> Rocky takes him back to the the desert and he barely has any equipment. You know, it's just old school. So, you know, I don't have any racks and all of that type of stuff. A bunch of push ups, sit ups, squats. And and again, it's it's fun for me. I know that at a certain point in time, you know, I might be itching to do the bigger stuff that I would typically be doing. But, you know, for me, I always enjoy because I'm doing my plate is always full. You don't really have a lot of time to reflect and just take a deep breath and thank and, and just be thankful for the journey, so to speak. So my class, for example, every time I go back to Penn, it gives me a small opportunity when I'm walking campus to re- remember the college kid, the college version of myself that walked that same campus to, you know, and was dreaming of being in the NFL. Right. And so for me, this workout time this time by myself is an opportunity to remember the high school kid who was dreaming, you know, just outworking everybody in his free time in his backyard, you know, dreaming of getting to the NFL one day. It, it gives me a chance to to relive that. So, uh, again, I'm excited for it. Like you said, you find the opportunity and everything. And, and uh, you know, we'll see. I, I can't wait to meet my, my teammates and new coaching staff and all of that type of stuff. However, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll make the best of this time while we have it. Yeah, we're all trying to adapt. And I do think one of the hitting, hidden blessings in all this is that it gives us a chance to be resourceful here and to and to get creative and to, and to make things work in ways that we, we didn't imagine before. So I think that part, obviously, as long as everybody in the family is healthy and doing what they got to do as far as the quarantine rules and the whole bit. But um, <laughs> last thing I want... Last thing I want to hit you with here, Brandon, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Uh, yeah. Great advice. Uh, well, I'm mean, sorry. Great question. Uh, <laughs> I would say I want to almost say just get your expectations out the door. Um, you know, like get get all your expectations for fatherhood, for like what you think you need in the situation out the door in the sense of like get ready to be a servant uh, and and not in a negative way. Like this is an awesome experience. Uh, And sometimes I need to being completely transparent. I have to challenge myself sometimes to be better at it. And I mean, servant of my wife, servant of my child, um, putting things to the side. You know, one of the things I would suggest especially there's a lot of us who are you know we we are working 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 and we're telling ourselves i'm doing this for my child and i'm doing this for my family i'm doing this for xyz and and i would say you know make make sure you understand the sacrifices that you're making who's making that sacrifice actually and that the work you're putting in 
if it's for them, make sure that that's something that they actually want and appreciate. And so, you know, there's a Will Smith and Jada Pickett uh, Smith did an interview. Uh, I think it was last year, Red Table Talk on, uh, you know, he talked about how, you know, Jada was talking about how she was upset with their relationship. And Will's like, man, I've been out working and I bought this house and I named it after her and I this huge house and, you know, all this type of stuff. And he was like, you know, they got into an argument like I bought this house for you. And she was like, no, you bought this house for you. Right. And I hear so many males and men and, and people in general, fathers in general say, you know, I'm taking my kid. You know, for example, I'm taking my kid on a trip to Aruba. We're going on vacation in Aruba. Like, that's why I work so hard is so we can go here. We can go to the Ritz-Carlton and all this stuff. Like, and to be quite honest, your kid does not care if you're in Aruba or if you're in the backyard playing catch. Right. And so understanding, like, it's okay to be making those sacrifices for yourself because you want to be in Aruba. But I just, I pray that as fathers, we understand the, the power in the time we actually are spending with our family. And again, this is a personal, like being 100% transparent, this is a personal battle of mine all the time. Because again, while I understand that I'm in the NFL and I know that there's a, if this is the, the video game timeline over my head going into year eight, that means I'm further closer to being dead in the NFL, <laughs> right? As opposed to when I started. And so while I'm trying to maximize the moment and, and and earn as much as possible so that, you know, he is set. My wife, is, we were all set. Again, my kid just wants me to come upstairs and play with him right now. And so keeping that in mind, I think, is probably the most important thing uh, to understand as a father. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Brandon Copeland, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate what you're doing. So. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Brandon Copeland for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And if you do enjoy my interviews with dads of the NFL, make sure you go through the archives of the podcast here. You're going to find some great interviews that I've done with everybody from Carson Palmer to Drew Bledsoe, Terrell Davis, Deion Sanders, Kurt Warner, and so many other ones. So I encourage you to go back and take a look. Uh, join me on Friday here. We got a former member of SEAL Team six joining me navy seal andy stumpf will be here on the podcast for a fresh frogman friday edition lock it into my instagram account at alec underscore lace to find out who will be joining me here next week that's all i got for you guys today stay safe and stay healthy and stay tuned i'm alec lace thank you for listening to first class fatherhood and please remember guys we are not babysitters we are fathers and we're not just fathers we are first class fathers